Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. During quarantine, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. It didn't take long for us to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most are the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we'll go episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. Whether you're already a Bob's Burgers fan or never even seen the show and want to start watching to enjoy our podcast, this will be a fun ride. We hope you'll join us on the very first credits for spinoff, Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's end credits get the credit they're due. I had that same thought, like how this song is kind of like represents a drinking experience because it's like it starts out a little slow, a little chill, and then it crescendos and then it just kind of drags at the end. Kind of like us doing a podcast episode. Our favorite part of the movie or show are the credits at the start and the end. The songs are like a long lost friend. Credits score where credits get the credit they're due. Let me just take a drink of water here real quick. Okay. Well, I hit record. So I get, yeah, great. A good old uh, curb your enthusiasm to kick off the podcast. <laughs> you need to wet the whistle. Hey, hey, Max, I just want to say this is completely separate to anything we're doing. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Raise a glass. I got a little Cheers. whiskey here. Cheers. We're both drinking. Cheers. I, feel, I feel like we're in a place mm. where everyone <sighs> knows our name. I, I also believe so. And I, I, that's where I want to go. And that's where I want to be. So that's where we are. That's where we are, old buddy. Yeah, feels good. Should we um, try and do a intro a to this podcast? Yeah, a little podcast well, in here. Sure. I am. Uh, my name is Gary Dudak, and tonight on this podcast, I'm joined by Gary's Old Town Podcast, Town with an E. Yeah, that's right. At the end, I'm Max Miller, but tonight I'm going by John Maxenberger. I like it. I like it a uh, lot. Which will make sense a little bit later for those of you that are scratching your heads, but you should probably know by now. Yeah, if you're well, a cheers, if you're a Cheers fan, if you're a Cheers fan, and if you're a Credit Score fan, welcome. Or a Toy Story fan. Oh yeah, of course. Or just a fan of bars in general. I, That's I, or true. drinking, drinking yeah. in general is good too. Mm-hmm. So all those mm-hmm. things, all those things. Welcome to Credit Score. Uh, this is a Credit Scorantine special another one we're doing yeah, it again it's our four thousandth episode in quarantine that's right it's i think it's our 58th episode overall but yeah our, our at least our 50th in quarantine it feels like we're doing it again and uh feels good to be back feels good to be cheersing i'm drinking some some bourbon tonight yeah tonight i mean every now and then it makes sense but tonight it definitely makes sense for us to be drinking while recording i think yeah, I'm usually a beer or wine guy, and you're usually a mezcal guy. But tonight we both lifted our glasses and we had whiskey, so uh, that's a sign. It's a, it's a good. It was meant to be. It's either it's either a serendipity or it's a terrible omen, but we'll see. TBD. It's probably an omen. <laughs> is my guess. <laughs> most likely, most likely. Anyways, how you doing, man? How's it going? Oh man, you know the usual. Trying to get by. <laughs> As yeah. he takes another big swig of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Always trying to get by. Uh, I hear you. I um, can't even go to a bar right now. Can't even do what they do on Cheers. You can. Trust me. You can. People are doing it. Yeah. There, there are people I work with who today we were kind of chatting and I was like, I was saying something like, man, it would be great to just go day drink at a bar and just watch some games. And they're like, oh, we've been doing that for weeks. Like just going oh, out. <laughs> going, oh, God. Go- I mean, they, they claim they're going to outdoor bars and safe places and stuff, but you know that these people are not doing such things. Oh, my God. What would uh, what would Cliff and Norm 
be doing throughout quarantine if they could not go to the bar? I honestly think that that Cheers would have remained open for certain people, and they would have still been there, and they just that, that would have been their bubble. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cause like, cause like, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but we have a bubble, kind of, right? Like, we have like, I have been hanging out with my brother and his and my niece and his and his uh, girlfriend, and I've been. We have a, a home daycare, so that's like our bubble, right? Like, we don't really expand beyond that, and if we do, it's very very carefully. So I feel like the cheers bubble would just be literally the people that we saw on the show without any of the like extra ancillary characters or whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> and they would just be in there all the time. And then like, the, like their Thanksgiving episode, they would hang out outside of the bar as well. So that, that's what I, I think. think but, uh, and, but do they all live in the bar. That'd be fun. Like sleep over there. I think Norm would go home to his wife <laughs> who he loathes. Yeah, so I feel like they, that would be their little bubble. Norm, Norm with his wife, everybody else going to their apartments or whatever, and then they would just meet back up at Cheers, you know? No big deal. And, 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 then, one, and then one of them would go to Sturgis, and then they would all get COVID. And, uh, you know, we'll, who knows what happens after that. It's a game of chance, pretty much. Uh, this show got very dark very quickly. <laughs> hey, I'm just, I'm just picking headlines out of, the, uh, out of the sky. You know, that's what's going on. So, <laughs> that, that's the world we live in. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I'm excited to get into more about the show and these credits. Um, but first, we have a few announcements that I just want to uh, get out of the way. One of them is if you heard the trailer before the show, Credit Score has its first official spinoff. It's either we've either launched by the time this episode is out or will be launching soon. Love it. My girlfriend Skylar and I are doing a spinoff called Bob's Credits, and it's about the end credit sequences from Bob's Burger. And we're going to go episode by episode through every one of their end credit sequences. It's going to be a lot of fun. Those end credit sequences are are a good time. And uh, we've already recorded a couple, and they're fun episodes. So if you want to kind of like, if you've never watched Bob's Burgers and you kind of want to start, this is a good reason to. And if you're already a Bob's Burger fan, on social media, we're under like our, our handle is Bob's Credits. And uh, come check out the first credit score uh, spinoff. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, Max has been trying to get me to watch Bob's Burgers for like, yeah, probably about a year or at least six months. And uh, I just can't do it. I have too many other things going on, too many other shows. So I, I'm looking forward to this as kind of like my intro to uh, to the show, listening and uh, then maybe trying to watch some Bob's. It's not like you said Robert's Burgers at one point. <laughs> Robert's so I, I, th- I thought maybe I, that was the official title. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the uh, the professional title for it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a we won't get into it too much here, but it's such a great show. Um, it's so funny. It's one of those ones that takes like a few episodes to kind of like get its footing and flesh out the world and the characters. Uh, but once it does, it just like takes off and it never stops. And it's it's just a really fun show. Skylar and I got into it in quarantine and it has been like a savior throughout all of this for us. It's nice, been like this nice. one, one good thing at the end of the stressful days. Yeah. Looking forward to that, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll keep everyone posted with that. Also, I did an episode with our, our old buddies from Franchise Unpacked have a new podcast now called Hitbox Heroes. Um, It's all about gaming. It's all about video games, old games, new games. And they had me on to talk about uh, one of my favorite games of all time, uh, GoldenEye 007 on Nintendo 64, which I grew up playing. And so go listen to that episode. It's a lot of fun. I get really, really nerdy on it. But (laughs) I had a good time with them. Just on that? 
just only on that, right? O- yeah, only yeah. on that. I'm not. I'm yeah. never. I'm never nerdy otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Nice glasses, four eyes. <laughs> What what year is this? Nineteen eighty-seven. Right, we're going back to Cheersville here. So, oh, you're right. Uh, I, I had to, I had to go right. way back. <laughs> there's probably there's probably some nerd jokes. Nice. On, on so wait, Cheers. So, so, so franchise on Patrick, are they still doing their thing? And it's no. like their spinoff, or they've they've changed, they've transferred, they've, they've, or changed. Transitioned. they've changed. They're now Hitbox Heroes, strictly gaming. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Great guys over there. We like them a lot. And finally. We finally have a Patreon up. You can find us credit score on Patreon. And we have our first few patrons. Hell yes. Yes. And we want to shout them out and say thank you and maybe do something fun with their names. Oh, I like that. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with our first one. And that is Chris Yeeney. That's right. That's right. Chris. It, it, this is Pittsburgh, Chris, right? Yeah, we love Chris. Yeah, we love yeah, Chris. Chris. Great guy. I thought maybe Gary, because you've done your Marge Simpson impression so many times, <laughs> calling people meaty bobinis, that maybe you can call them this. You can do it right now and call them yeeny bobinis. Mm, Chris, mm, you're a real yeeny bobini. Thank oh, you man. for thank you for being a patron. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I was going to try and do pun names now, but I think I'm just going to have you do impressions for these next few as well, because if this isn't them getting their money's worth from, from Patreon, I don't know what is. Who's next? Our next one is another dear listener who we love, Allison Vivian. We love Allison. If you listen to our um, Weeds episode, that was an episode mm-hmm. that she requested. So she gets a lot of shout outs, but she's always been very supportive of the show. She listens to every single one. She says, is she from our, our neighbors up north? For some reason, I remember we have a Canadian fan. Is that her or am I mistaken? I think, I think so. I think if, so. if I'm mistaken, I apologize, but that's just what I thought. I, I could be so wrong. Gary, I, I thought maybe. Uh, will you thank her as um, Cliff Clavin from Cheers? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't, I don't know if I can, I never, never tried Cliff Clavin. Oh, I don't know if I can do that, Max, but I will say this. I will say this. I, I something popped in my head when I heard her name earlier, when you were telling us that we had our first supporters, uh, you know, the Chili's baby back rib song. Uh huh. You can do that with her name. You can go. Allison, Vivian, 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 Allison, Vivian, Vivian. I want my baby back, baby back. I want my baby. It just—it was weird. It just popped in my head earlier Allison, today. Allison, Vivian. That's right. That's right. See, works pretty good, jingle style. We also have Mark Yates. Wow. Thank, wow. thank you, Mark. Thank you for supporting us. I want Gary to thank you as Elmo from Sesame Street. Elmo, you mean me? You mean me? And who? Elmo, can you thank? Can you thank Mark Yates? Oh yeah, Mark Yates. I love that guy. Elmo love Marquette. Yay! That's actually that's actually pretty good. And <laughs> I've had uh, a lot of practice with that one with my daughter. <laughs> and finally, our last patron. Wow, this is a name that I cannot believe is on this list. Who, who could this possibly be? Sarah Dudak. Oh wow! Do you know this woman? Yeah, I, I've I've heard of her. Um, she will most likely text me later tonight to be quiet. So that's that's very nice. Um, man, what a day! I got to hang out with her, work from home. Is your mistress. Uh, she, <laughs> sometimes when we're role playing. Uh, 
<laughs> and then, you know, then we made dinner together and uh, we put our, you know, put our child to bed. And now I find out she's a, she's a patron. Wow. What a, what a day. What a day for me. Um, she can, she can call me adult as much as she wants to from now on. I, I, yeah. I was thinking that maybe I would give her a little, uh, little Louis, Louis, Louis Armstrong shout out. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I see money in a Patreon account. It's great. Thank you, wife. I won't be too loud. <laughs> I doubt that. She's going to tell you to shush in about six minutes. That's a lie. Yeah, that, I, I will definitely be too loud. Sorry about that. So, yeah, thank you to everyone who has um, officially subscribed and is support supporting us. We really appreciate it. For those of you listening, it really helps us out. We want to keep making these. This helps. This is a way you can support us. We work very hard on these, and we appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's mostly just for the uh, some of the expenses that happen to you know pile up a little bit. No big deal, but we really appreciate it. All right. Well, I'm ready to dive into some cheers here. Let's do it. What's your experience with this show, Gary? So here's here's my thing. I this came out in '82. I was born in '83. I know you're much much older than me, so you probably love this show. <laughs> I was born in '82. <laughs> I didn't watch it at all. Um, I saw it growing up, you know, just on syndication. Never really was my thing. I think I was just a little bit too, I didn't care about old guys and women hanging out in a bar to me, you know. But I do have some special connections to this show. Because, first of all, um, I have met and sat next to and got an autograph of George Wendt. He used to go to Playa del Rey all the time and hang out at Prince of Wales, which was where I my old stomping grounds and probably my favorite local bar when I lived in Playa del Rey and here in California in LA. His son used to play at like a house band on Monday night. I think he, mm-hmm. I think he played the bass. I can't really remember, but literally every Monday night I would go for a long time get the burger and the beer special, and he and George Wendt would show up and he would sit there and he would watch his son. So I kind of struck up a little mini bar friendship, you know, a chat with him every now and then. And then I just so happened that I'd went, I had just gone t- to the actual Cheers bar in Boston, like for a baseball road trip, went to like the Yankees game, Red Sox game, Orioles game with my, with my buddies. And we went to the original Cheers bar, not the, um, not the replica because they made one kind of out of like based on the show, but there really was a Cheers bar. Uh, it was called like the Bull and Finch pub and they renamed it Cheers. So when you go there, it doesn't actually look like the Cheers bar, but it's the original one. And I had like a, a really nice Cheers napkin, <laughs> which sounds really fucking tacky and cheap, but I, I was broke as shit back then. So I knew I was going to see George Went like a couple days. So I was like, he's going to be there Monday. I'm going to fucking take this napkin. I'm going to get him to sign it. Something every every person who is on a hit show loves is right. Right. He do. I, I just want to say I, I have not had many celebrity encounters in my life. I mean, I've encounters, yes, but like actual ones like this. Couldn't have been nicer. And I gave it to my dad for Father's Day. Or maybe it was his birthday. It was right around that same time. And so he has a signed Cheers napkin from George Went. So which is really cool. And then also my most recent connection is, even though I don't really watch the show, my brother does. He says he's re- he rewatched all like 275 episodes recently. And when, when, um, when he had his daughter, my niece, about three years ago, when she was a toddler, she fucking loved the theme song we're about to do. But she would, he would literally turn it on. She would drop everything. She would dance. She wanted it on all the time. So it was like her first favorite song. So that's really pretty cool. So that's my Cheers connection. But as far as the show goes, I never really watched it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm on the same boat as you. Like, obviously, it's, it, 
it premiered when I was born pretty much the right. same year. Right. Like a couple months later. Yeah. By the time I was off the air, I was still not in the demographic for it. First of all, it was on the air forever and it c- probably could have gone a lot longer from what I yeah. read uh, leading up to this recording because the only reason it ended is because Ted Danson wanted to move on, but the show was ready to keep going because this was still in an era where like shows had these lives because there wasn't much else to watch. It could have, I honestly think it could have like stayed with and probably surpassed Seinfeld because like there, when Cheers left, it just opened the door for Seinfeld to like blow up. It was like the next thing. So it was like 1982, it, it launched or it, it, it premiered and it's, it didn't have very good ratings, even though it was always like critically loved. And then by the time it uh, finished in 93, it's like the third biggest watched TV show of all time, the, the finale, other than Super Bowls. So it could have kept going for probably at least, you know, five more years, you know, you would say. Yeah. So I never really watched the show except for like maybe here and there I caught one or two. Right. Same thing. Same thing. But but the, I mean, the theme song, for some reason, we all knew it, even if we didn't watch the show. It's one of the song. I don't know. It's a song that everyone knows for some yeah, reason. I heard it all. I mean, I think growing up in my household, just like only having the basic channels, it was on syndication all the time. So if you were just like home in the afternoon or the early evening, you would just hear the theme song and be like, oh, it's a Cheers rerun. You know, like they're just showing Cheers, just like Seinfeld and just like a lot of other shows in the 90s were always on like all the time. So yeah, the song is just, you know, it's it was ubiquitous. ubiquitous? Is that the word? It's everywhere? It's everywhere back then. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. It's everywhere now. It's everywhere in the future. It's everywhere. It's It's everything. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's everywhere you want to go. I know that. So wait, so I, here's a question for you. You didn't really watch the show, but mm-hmm. you said your, you know, your dad, we've covered this before was big in the, in the nineties sitcom world. Was he a fan? Like, did you, did he watch it a lot growing up or? I'm sure he did, but he never like, it's, it's not one of the ones that like, he's like, Oh, you got to watch this show to me. Right, you know, right. there, there were definitely shows that he was more into, um, you know, what's funny is that he was working on Bosom Buddies, which was before <laughs> Cheers, I think, you know, with Tom yeah, Hanks. Yeah. And uh, I think I read something that they sh- they kind of um, did like test shoots for the two leads, uh, Sam Malone and Diane, Sam and Diane. Got it. In, in the bar that was on the set of Bosom Buddies were some of the test shoots before Cheers. Interesting. Um, so Interesting. There, was, there was kind of that overlapping with Cheers. Yeah. As far as my dad goes, but no, I, I, I was never like told, oh, you have to watch it, but I have taken like screenwriting classes throughout my life and a lot of sitcom classes or sitcom screenwriting classes say that this, uh, Cheers pilot is like the perfect sitcom pilot nice. because it, it does a great job of introducing all these new characters. The setting is, you know, easy yeah. to introduce it's um it's great it's got great like um goals and got it it's, it's just well, like perfect for writing a pilot we'll, we'll get we'll get into some of these characters here soon i just want to say i have one last memory about the show in uh in 93 i was i must have been 10 years old obviously and i was in probably fourth fifth grade and i remember i remember i was at like some after school meeting or something you know some conference and this this classmate of mine uh, his dad was so fucking angry and was like being a dick. And I remember I was like, and I, later I was like, what was that guy's problem? And I asked my dad, he goes, he was really mad because he was missing the cheers finale. So he wanted the meeting to be over with. 
<laughs> so <laughs> he was so fucking pissed that he couldn't get home to watch the cheers finale. <laughs> hey man, there was no there's no DVR, there's no exactly. YouTube. Exactly. You right. either have it on the VCR or you're screwed. Yeah, and I've been watching some clips here in the last like few days just preparing for this. And the show was really pretty fucking funny. And my brother said he, yeah. he watched all the episodes and just from the little bit I've watched, I'm like, okay, I think I get it now. I think I would probably appreciate it now that I'm older and stuff too. So Yeah, it might be worth uh kind of like going back and going through it now yeah totally appreciate more than when i was one years old (laughs) so you uh you told me to watch a later season's credits just so we know yeah we're doing we're doing season 10's credits only because i think some of the names are more fun and i I, just to just to set people up here i i watched like a lot of the early credits too they're essentially the same the later ones just have a few more parts to it because there's more names because as as these shows grow, they get more main leads and, and stuff like that. So um, there's just a couple extra parts, but it's, it's all pretty much the same over the years. Okay. You uh, ready to go where everybody knows your name? Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Okay. Let's stop it there. All right. So why don't you introduce us to what we see to open up these cheers credits every time? It starts by, we see a street in Boston um, with cars driving by. And as we hear those little, those first little uh, keys on the piano, it kind of freezes and then becomes an old drawing, an old timey drawing or a photograph. Is it a photograph? It it actually, so it freezes, but then it actually turns into like an oil painting of an old timey photograph. So what I, what I read was that these are all old photos. That were mm-hmm. treated to look like either oil paintings or just older, older photos. So got it. So yeah. So the cars become like a, like a, the the car goes by and it becomes it's gone. It's like a horse and buggy all of a sudden. Yeah, there's train tracks in the middle of the street and the horse and buggy's crossing, and you see all these people walking on the street by the Cheers awning and sign in like old timey attire. Yes, exactly. I would say. From everything I've read, it's probably 1920s, 1930s, right? Because it's like, uh, I read a lot of stuff about how this is like, these opening cards are like the Prohibition era, or like right after. Mm-hmm. So it's sometime around, like Boardwalk Empire style, if you ever saw that movie, if you ever saw that TV show on HBO, it looks like that. That sounds about right to me. Yeah. Um, and if we're wrong, who cares? Yeah. Right. Okay. And, and what did we hear there? Okay. You hear the 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 beautiful harmonic voice of... Really great name, Gary Portnoy, right? Oh man, that game, that name is awful. That is a beautiful name. We hear the his just angelic voice, and he says, "Making your way in the world today takes everything you got," which is true. Still, totally, it still holds yeah, up. it holds up. It t- it takes everything I've got. So yeah, after the after that nice little delicate piano, we hear "Making your way in the world today." Go ahead, take it, Max. Takes everything you got. Beautiful, beautiful. And <laughs> and as that's happening, it transitions on the screen to another like old timey photograph of really like a caricature looking rich guy. He he looks like a cognac brother. He has like a pimp pimp jacket on, a top yeah, hat. You know he, yeah, he looks like uh did you ever watch that show? It was the worst show and his 
it was on VH1 called The Pickup Artist. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and they would tell you to dress like this when you go to bars. Right, right. And one of the guys actually dressed like this. He looks like that that guy from The Pickup Artist. It's absolutely ridiculous, but it was probably very fitting for the early 1900s. And so he has like a curly mustache. He has a, a long coat. He has a cane for some reason, even though it doesn't look like he needs it. A top hat, and then you can see the actual entrance to Cheers, like go to go down into the bar. This the stairs. Yeah, it's, a, it's it's a hand holding the cheer a Cheers like business card, and also pointing down the stairs. Right, and uh, I think on the show it, it always said established uh, eighteen ninety five. Right, so mm-hmm. you have to think that it's sometime in the next decade or two after that. And there's also a, a, a rich looking guy coming up the stairs. Actually, he looks more like a Sherlock Holmes kind of guy coming up the stairs too. Just solving solving crimes and stuff, right? And then, is there anything? I think that's about it for these first two shots. So that's, that's it, yeah. So, do we, should we talk a little bit about Gary Portnoy since we since I dropped his name? Yeah, let's do it. So, Gary Portnoy wrote this song along with um, I forget what her name is. Oh, Judy Hart Angelo. From everything that I read, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. They they kind of were friends, but had never really written or worked together. But they got kind of thrown onto this like Broadway project, right? Where they were writing a, like a Broadway tune or something. Because he, he was a songwriter, Gary Portnoy was. And I'm not sure about her so much. But so they wrote this Broadway theme. And somehow it gets to the creators of Cheers. So we'll get to them later. And then they're like, oh, we love this song. And so they're like, hey, write the theme song for Cheers. And so they, they give it a crack. And they kind of strike out a couple of times. And then finally they, they write where everybody knows your name, which is the name of this tune. And it goes through a couple of rewrites and then boom, there you go. And Gary Portnoy sang it after, I think they wanted to like to have like a big name or something, do it, but they just decided on him. Billy Joel. Yeah. Yeah. He was one, right? For, for oh, no, I was, oh, no, no. I, I just feel like, I, I read, sounds like a Billy Joel song. <laughs> I read an article where they were looking for really big names at the time to sing the song but then they just kind of gave up and were like, eh, let's just, it's, it's a TV pilot. Let's just have a Gary Portnoy sing it. And he got it. <laughs> so there you go. Uptown bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That would, that would totally change the show. Um, and Gary Portnoy went on to like write a couple other theme songs. He, he was like, I think he was a pretty successful writer before this. He wrote for like Air Supply and Dolly Parton and stuff. And then he went on to write the theme for Punky Brewster he wrote the theme for uh, Mr. Belvedere. But anyways, that was my trip down Gary Portnoy Lane because he's a fellow Gary, and I have to give him respect. Uh, no Garys deserve respect. All Garys. Just like Gary's Old Town uh, Pub, which is also the rival bar of Cheers. A lot of, a lot of good Gary action tonight. I love it. Beautiful. It's always a rival. Always <laughs> a rival. My rival's <laughs> name is Gary. All right. Should we go right, through a little bit more of this? Let's do it. Let's do it. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. What happened there, Gary? So we made our way into the bar uh, with a transition shot. And like the, the thing about these opening credits is like every shot starts with like a, um, a focus on the, the old timey photo or like it almost looks like a painting. And then it kind of like pans away or it expands out. So we see this big uh, shot of an open bar. That looks like it's filled with a bunch of mustachioed, Raleigh fingers, mustache men in top hats and coats, drinking beers. They probably like into fights, like by rolling their fists, right? And, and do like a little, yeah, a little fisticuffs, like a 
and say bully a lot. <laughs> exactly. Or poppy cock. Poppy cock, right. they would say. <laughs> and we heard the lyrics um, to follow the opening. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. As we go deeper into this song and these lyrics, I, as I was listening to this um, over these past few days, it, it, this this song is a whole it's a whole lot less happy seven months into quarantine yeah well totally and especially if you listen to the actual full version which i'm sure we'll get into later on and all that stuff yeah so did you look up what the original lyrics were for the opening verse by the way i did i did will you read them real quick? i know sure. we haven't gone through the full opening verse but read them because they're hilarious i have it i have it so the original the original lyrics for the opening verse this was supposed to be a very you know, I think Gary Portnoy was like told it was Boston Bar, right? So he focused it on, of course, the Red Sox. Is that is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So instead of making your way in the world today, here's how it goes. Singing the blues when the Red Sox lose. It's a crisis in your life. On the run because all your girlfriends want to be your wife. And the... <laughs> And the laundry tickets in the wash. Isn't that so fucking lame? Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. So it's so bad. So apparently the creators, who like I said, we'll get to that they're called the they're the Charles brothers. They they've like loved the tune, they love the melody, they love the feel and the vibe. They're like, we gotta expand these lyrics a little bit more so they're more universal. Cause like you can't <laughs> It's, it seems like it's like fucking uh, Fever Pitch or whatever, the movie with um, Jimmy Fallon. Like, it's just all about the Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. Anyways, they made, they made a wise choice rewriting them for a more uh, broad appeal. But they, they, are, they are sad. I mean, it's about, like, life being hard and miserable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, as I'm, as I'm holding a glass you're, of whiskey. You're, uh, yeah. We're both we're both about to take a swig again. Feeling feeling pretty drunk. Uh, one thing I want to say is that like the bar when we first get the shot in, in these opening credits is a lot bigger than Cheers actually is. It seems almost like a hall. Totally, it looks like a banquet hall, big time. It's a huge bar, but yeah, Cheers is obviously just one big rectangle bar that everybody sits around with a little bit of seating. Shall we go on here? Yes. Good pause. So what what happened there, Gary? After we see that big old banquet hall. We see the banquet hall, um, and it pans across, and like I said, you see a bunch of bunch of mostly gentlemen drinking, and you see a little a, a quick shot of the bar, but not really a good one. But then it changes to a full shot of a bar, like from the end of the bar, and you see a black gentleman sitting by himself with a bunch of plates in front of him, like five plates in front of him. And it looks like he has like a, I don't know, a martini, I guess, or something, or a glass, a glass of wine, maybe. And then down could the bar, Manhattan or an old yeah, fashioned. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, it could be a cocktail. And then you see some pint glasses down a little bit further, and a bottle of wine. And then you see two bartenders, one with an apron on, and then they're kind of seem to be talking and having some revelry down with the 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 white men down at the end of the bar. One one of which looks like it could be Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, with like uh, <laughs> with like the Undertaker's hat. Yeah, it, it looks like it's Abraham Lincoln trying to sneak away for a few incognito kind of. That's so. exactly that's exactly what it looks like. He's, he's yeah. undercover Lincoln. And I really love like just you can see the old timey cash register. Um, you see some bottles of booze in the background. 
The only By the thing- way, if you're listening and you kind of want to like look, if you happen to be at a computer and you want to look at these when we're talking about them, we post um, everything we're talking about on creditscorepodcast.com or in like our Apple's notes, anywhere you find the podcast, use the kind of the clip that we have because then all the times will kind of match up with what we're talking about. And like, I, this is another thing, like this song is so like well known, but like I never really paid attention to these credits, like the visual aspect of it. I knew it was like an old timey pictures and stuff, but like this picture is like pretty cool, but it also kind of makes me a little sad. Yeah. Yeah. The, the credits are, are a lot more entertaining than I remember, like looking through them. Totally. But I remember them being like really boring as a kid. Right. You know what? It's kind of like, I, I, t- I think I've talked about this before. I, I hate the MASH theme song because it's so like, it makes me feel sorrowful. Like it's like melancholy. Right. This is more cheerful, but I always thought that the visuals made it kind of sad. And I, this is like maybe why I thought that because it just looks like everyone's just kind of boring and, and, and still and drinking or whatever. But uh, but they're actually kind of funny. <laughs> when, yeah, when you look a little it. bit closer. You got undercover Lincoln, man. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's that's pretty nice. And like, there, what about that mystery guy in the back? In the back, he's like top left corner. He looks like he's leaning. Like he might be like an, another undercover sh- like a sheriff that just walked in or something. Yeah, he's got like he's got like a bowler cap on. He's got, <laughs> you know, he kind of looks like Watson. Maybe he's looking for Sherlock Holmes who right, left. Right. Sherlock stumbled out drunk, and Watson's <laughs> like, "Where'd my buddy go? I went to the bathroom. He said he wouldn't leave." Uh, totally. And you know what else? Like, did you watch the show Perry Mason that was on HBO? It, it was like no. uh, It it really wasn't very good, but uh, it's like it's pretty much like the origin story of Perry Mason. And like, there's this one black guy on the show that's like. He's on the police force, but he's all by himself because, like, he obviously is just one of a kind. And that this this poor black guy in this in this shot makes me reminds me of him. Like he's just drinking alone, you know, has no support. He looks like he's eating some oysters, though, so that's fun. That I, is I'd true. Like to do that. That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. Although it, it could it could be onion rings, though. Hey, either way, I'm down. <laughs> sign, sign me up. All right. So after this shot goes a little further, and we see another. This this shot to me is the one that I probably think is the most ridiculous, like caricature y. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it looks like it's a more of a painting than anything else, than any than any of the other like, actual photos. And it's like a monopoly looking motherfucker with a monocle on his eye, and he's holding up a cosmopolitan, and there's a lady pouring of wine or a champagne, I probably and she's holding a cane for some reason. And yeah, all, but she's like, she's like pouring the champagne on the ground. Right, right. It, it's a ridiculous painting. It's it, it, you know what this this might be the origin of the Monopoly guy. So we had Lincoln. Right, right. And now we're seeing how the Monopoly guy came to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is Monopoly. It's, it's his first night out. He just struck. He just struck it big. <laughs> and why is it black and white? Like in some parts, but really, really colorful. I know that they kind of do that elsewhere, but this one, it just, it just stands out more to me. I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think it stands out more just because like what you said, it looks more cartoony than the other shots in this, in these credits. Right. Right. And then, uh, the lyrics, Gary Portnoy, uh, asks us, wouldn't you like to get away? Wouldn't you like to get away? That's what I'm talking about with this quarantine here in this. I, of course, I want to get away. I want to get anywhere else other than where I've been for the past six months. Exactly. I actually, I missed the words before that too. So he says, making your way in the world today takes everything you got, everything you got. And then he says, taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Yeah. And he means alcohol. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I understand it. 
Totally. Um, so does the lead of this show. Right. Sam Malone. He's an alcoholic. He's an alcoholic and a former pitcher for the Red Sox, apparently. Um, you know what else I know about the show? Like, I know all the characters' names. I never even watched the damn show. Isn't that, that, so that says something. All right. makes me feel cheery cheery yeah i would would say yeah well it got you like really down and it's like oh actually it's not so bad probably like you probably had like two glasses of of something by now and you're like okay there go my troubles there go my worries my troubles are all washing away i can just feel it washing away so what happens on the screen as we hear that chorus kick in so we leave the shot that i was just talking about and we see another uh oil painting it looks like like I said, it's a photo that's been treated and we see this a madam possibly right showed showed a show girl. I, yeah, I don't it know. It could just be a woman. It could just be a woman, but there's some, there's some interesting hints that maybe she's a little bit more than that or something, yeah. but, she, <laughs> but she is, um, she's very, she's bold. She's colorful. She's, she's raising her glass to cheers. She has kind of like a peacock feathery hat on, um, a blue, I don't know what like we call fur it. coat, fur coat. Yeah, yeah. Mink coat, maybe. And then there's a couple fellas raising red, uh, co- red, you know, cocktails in the background as well. Yeah, one of them it lo- looks like Ebenezer Scrooge. I, I was just to say that. <laughs> one of them, and then the other one next to him looks just like that. He, I, I don't even know. He looks like every every uh, Wilfred guy Brimley. Would, yeah, kind of like a young Wilfred Brimley. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and well, then Wilfred Brimley was probably alive about that age back then. <laughs> Didn't he just die? By the way, like, I thought I he was. I thought he, he was. Dead. I thought he was dead years ago, but I think he just died. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then, but then, like, there's Andrew Jackson, the president, apparently in the in the in the back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> he looks out of place. And then the the one that creeps me out the most is what is fucking Daniel Stern doing underneath the table? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like alone. a guy under the table rubbing his face on this woman's leg, kind of with a yeah. beer in his hand. It's so strange. And it does look like it does look like Daniel Stern in Home Alone. <laughs> totally does. Totally does. And then there's a couple ladies just sipping their, or one lady is sipping her cocktail in the background. But but this lady is the shot that you see when the when the when the main title uh, hits the the screen. The cheers. Yeah, the, yeah. It kind of like flies into the screen, kind of over her, um, and like with the chorus. Big, gold, big yeah, big gold lettering. Um, different shades of gold, I'd say. And yeah, with the chorus, which is Gary. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. By the way, I read that Portnoy recorded himself six times for the chorus. So it sounds like a group of people singing this song, but it's all Portnoy. Right. He did He did looping tracks. So it sounded like a, a group singing along in a bar. Yeah. And like like you said, the cheers is all kind of in cursive a little, a little bit. And it does a little shimmer when it when it hits the screen so it's very nice like i said it, it really picks you up yeah yeah it brought it brought us down a little bit and now we're ready to go yeah you're feeling you're feeling a little sad and then all of a sudden it's like boom sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name and you feel happy again um, let's get into some cast names here yeah let's do it okay I really love the bomb, 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 
Where everybody knows your name. Bum, 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 bum. How come everyone doesn't sing those like the Baba Bas in Sweet right. Caroline? They should. They totally should. That's a missed opportunity. When you can start going to bars again, we're going to go to a bar and we're going to start doing that at the top of our our lungs. Yes, I am totally down. Actually, do you want to go out right now? I'll meet you at an outdoor bar. No, I'll go. Let's go indoors. I don't care anymore. <laughs> everyone else is doing it. <laughs> You're right. Let's let's go to Sturgis too. Ladies and gentlemen, listening, I am kidding. Please stay home, (laughs) stay safe, do not go places. I want this to end. Yeah, I agree. It's important to say you're kidding these days because people don't know. Yeah. All right. So, (laughs) so after we see the Cheers uh, title card, we get a very, very quick shot. It's really weird. Well, I'll I'll explain why. Okay. Um, So it's it's a very super quick shot that says starring, and you see you see a man and a woman kind of leaning back on their chairs in the bar, cheersing. And then there's another guy in the background kind of raising a, an entire, I don't know, it looks like a 40. She's ki- she's like kicking the man back. Right. Kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah, you're right. She has her foot on his chest. Like like, like they're flirting or like, like they're at a, like I said, a, a brothel or a strip club or something. And she's teasing him. But the reason they included this quick second of the shot is because this was the shot that was used in the, in the early seasons to uh-huh. sh- to show Ted Danson and um uh what the hell is Diane, her name Shelly Shelly Long Shelly Long yeah yeah right. Diane right. Diane and Michelle right. so originally they held the shot of these two uh these two this man and a woman and for their credits but because she we're watching season ten and she was gone they only quickly showed it and then like for a second and then they transitioned to another shot to show uh. Ted Danson's credit as a, as the bartender. Right. Which this one looks almost more Western even. Right. This bar. Right. This is like, this is like Billy the kid or doc holiday or whatever, hanging out at the bar. Yeah. With a long waxed mustache, uh, vest and tie bartender. Exactly. So Ted Danson, obviously the star of this show, the star of many of our lives. He was, (laughs) he's still a star. He is like a good place. Uh, curb your enthusiasm, right? And what was, what was that show he had in between Becker? I, I never watched that show either. But Becker, he was in Getting Even with Dad with Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I've been I've been rewatching Seinfeld during these quarantine days too, and I just watched the episode where they're George and Jerry are trying to get a contract from NBC, and and George just keeps saying he wants to get Ted Danson money. It's just so funny. <laughs> it's like. Oh, what does Ted Danson get? And Jerry's like, you think we should get paid the same as Ted Danson? <laughs> so fucking funny. So yeah, Ted Danson, as we said, plays Sam Malone, the lead, owns the bar, is the bartender. He's, he's a washed up old baseball player, and he's a, he's a womanizer. But Ted's with Shelly Long, then they yeah. become involved. But Ted with Kirstie Alley, then they become involved. Right, uh, right. But Ted's with John Ratzenberger, and then they become involved. <laughs> Well, I, I did not know that. <laughs> oh yeah, that was uh, that was the later seasons. It was ground groundbreaking for its time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's all this Ellen talk? It was really those two that really broke the barrier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so we see we see Ted Danson. How far? What second mark did you stop on? Do you remember? Thirty four. Okay, so we're right after that. So okay, so wait. This is this is for from Wikipedia. So take it with a grain of salt. But um, apparently. Considered early, uh, for the role of Sam early on was Bill Cosby. What? 
No shit. I did not see that. But think about that. Can you imagine if it's now, you know, it's 2020 and Bill Cosby is best known for playing someone who's in charge of making drinks for people? Well, how about you have a nice juicy bowl of peanuts with your beer? (laughs) (laughs) That, I don't know who that was, but Mm. it was... Juicy bowl jello. (laughs) Okay. That's enough Cosby for this mm. for this podcast for the rest of this podcast for as long as it lives. Well, I'm a is dead. <laughs> Very bad impression. I love it. Um, anyways, also auditioned for Sam was Ed O'Neill. I don't know. Okay, that that makes sense. So then he moves on. Gets gets married with children. Okay. From what I I, I read that he was like always the guy, but I, I guess I I mean maybe there's always some internet rumor about that shit. So. Yeah, again, I said, you know, this Wikipedia stuff. Some, someone someone could have snuck in there and put Bill Cosby on every sitcom. True, true. Um, I never really looked it up. What was, was Ted Danson popular before this? Cause like I, or was this like his first breakout? He, he was like a rising star, I think. Okay, he okay. Had, yeah, he had some, he had been a few things and... It's funny. A lot, of, a lot of the stuff I read about this cast is a lot of them thought they were too good for TV. Huh. Which is so funny now, just because TV is so good and so many big actors True. are doing TV. True, but yeah. back then, it was like you're either a TV star or you're a movie star, and you can't mm-hmm. be both. And so yeah. a lot of them were like, didn't want to do a sitcom because they wanted to be movie stars, and right. they would get, you know, they did. They, they weren't taken seriously as movie stars if they were TV stars, right? Which is like fucking ridiculous because like they still got paid a shit ton of money if they became successful. So yeah, I mean, maybe, not, maybe not. Maybe not. Look how good Woody Harrelson did. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's awesome. Um, yeah, that, that is really weird to think about. But anyways, okay, so Ted Danson is the star. He's the hunk. He's got the hair until later season uh, uh, I'd say John Ratzenberger's the hunk. <laughs> hey, man, let's not, let's not fucking shit on George Wendt here. I already told you about how great of a guy he was. So. Yeah, um, I love George Wendt. The lyrics that we missed, uh, mm-hmm. obviously, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. And then I'm not sure if we've gotten to the next part yet. But why, why did you pause on that for so long? <laughs> <laughs> and they're always glad you came. Mm, wink, wink. Um, <laughs> you want to be where you grow up, Gary. <laughs> you want to be where you can see is our, where I think we're at. Okay. We'll go back a little bit here. What did we see there, Gary? So it switches from the bartender to this very serious looking woman who has a, maybe a slight smile on her face. Um, and we kind see of Mona, Mona Lisa. Yeah, very, mo- very, that's a good comparison. Subtle. Yeah, very, very good. And we see Kirstie Alley's uh, credit because she, she became the bar manager, right? In, in the later years, I think she was kind of like the hothead, ambitious bar manager or am i wrong i'm not even really sure to be honest but she was yeah she was kind of like the replacement for uh shelly long right right but i think she had like some management position and that's why they butted heads um and what was her name on the show her name on the show was rebecca rebecca that's right rebecca rebecca how right there you go there you go so we see her credit very quickly 
and then it and then it switches from that. And it, it's just her by herself. By the way, Kirstie Alley. Last uh, time we saw her on this podcast, she was being uh, seduced <laughs> by Gary, one of my absolute favorite favorite, one of the sexiest men oh in all my God. of all time. From from just shoot me and uh, from um, our, 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 I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, George Siegel. Every, George everyone, Siegel. Holy shit. I couldn't remember his name. When you think sex symbol, you think George Siegel. Nobody is sexier than George Siegel, especially in um, Look Who's Talking. So you should yeah. watch those opening credits. Go go listen to our Look Who's Talking episode uh, if you want. A whole lot of Kirstie Alley just being – she cannot stand how sexy George Siegel George is. George Siegel is just an absolute sex bomb in that in that movie and pretty much forever after that. So he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna burst if she doesn't kiss him. <laughs> is what wasn't that the line? That's I'm gonna right. burst if you don't That's kiss right. me. That's right. And then and he, she's and she's always glad he came. And then <laughs> okay, that's enough, Max. <laughs> and no then more whiskey. And then he did burst actually. So it, it all it all kind of all all of our patrons who had their name at the top of this episode are like I want out. <laughs> Well, George wanted in, so you know. <laughs> oh god! Oh god. <laughs> oh god! It's time to move on. Uh, I can't believe I blanked on George Siegel. That that's that hunk's name. I, I totally you know, we have we haven't mentioned him for some time, uh, and we need to right, fix that. Right, right. Just like I, I have not mentioned uh, Sister Act Two back in the habit end oh, credits for a while, yeah. and we need to talk about doing those again soon. I thought, I thought we were going to skate by, but I guess not. Nope. Nope. Um, anyways, after we see Kirstie Alley. It, it it goes to another shot of a, a woman in a green dress. Mm-hmm. You can only see it from her bosoms down. And it's a, it's like a green pattern dress. And we see Rhea Perlman's credit. Yes. Um, who was Carla on the show, which like, like I said, I just know that for like no reason whatsoever. I just knew she was Carla. She was the, like the sassy waitress, right? Yeah. And she, by the way, um, Rhea Perlman, Ted Danson, and we haven't gotten the George Wentz credit yet, but they're the only three actors that were in every single episode of the series. That's right. That's right. And John Ratzenberger, my my favorite, yep. uh, missed it by one episode. Cliff Clavin. pissed me off. He was only not in the pilot because he, from what I read, he tried out for Norm and, did, and didn't get it. And he kind of pitched himself as like the know-it-all guy to be a, to be a side character. See, I thought I, I heard they didn't put him in the pilot because he was too sexy, and they didn't want to take that appeal from Ted Danson. <laughs> that, he, and that's possible, but he's no George Siegel, so let's not really go there. I, I don't, I don't really buy it. But either way, yeah, you're right. Those are the only three credit three actors that were in every. Well, I thought either way, you're going to say, yeah, you're right. He is sexy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's of course true. Uh, <laughs> so. We see Rhea Perlman. The other the other thing about her is that she was always pregnant on the show, <laughs> or not always pregnant. That's that's unfair, but she was very fertile, and they had to like. I think she really what she really had like three or four kids while she was on the show. Yeah, uh, Danny Danny DeVito is getting busy, busy guy, and mm-hmm. uh, so that was kind of her thing. And the the lyrics that we missed there, you want to be where you can see our troubles are all the same. And it actually kind of features one of my favorite parts. It's the ah ahs in the background. So it's like, you want to be where you can see ah, the troubles are ah. I love those ah ahs in the background. You 
Okay. Um, yeah, I do love those ahs. You're right. They're so good. What did we see there? After we see Rhea Perlman's uh, credit and the lady with the green dress, it cuts to a, like a, a bar shot. And I, I don't want to give an early spoiler, but it's maybe my favorite shot. Uh, uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not only because it's John Ratzenberger. Well, no, it's not because it's John Ratzenberger. It's the, the shot. but <laughs> Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. The guy, he's like a John Wayne-looking motherfucker that has this just he has this look on his face that he just wants to kick the shit or he's just not buying whatever the other, the guy is taking the shot is, is selling pretty much. He scares me this man a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. He looks like he, this guy. Okay. For, if, if you're looking at the screen, he's the one in the red and like the Brown hat, the light Brown hat. And he, he looks like to me, like um, he called his son a homophobic slur for saying, I love you to him once. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> no doubt about it yeah absolutely it's kind of funny because he kind of looks like a beverly hillbilly but he's like but he's like a mix with john wayne so he's rugged and he's also like a hillbilly kind of and he has like a blue undershirt with a collar and there's a woman sitting next to him in a green shirt smoking a cigarette and they're sitting next to a guy who's looks like he's taking a little shot um he's wearing a blue jacket and, and a hat and he must be an asshole because the guy at the end of the bar is just really giving him the business with that look that that yeah that he's ready he's ready for some fisticuffs definitely and but like i said isn't it weird like all these photos look like they could be slightly in a different decade you know what i mean yeah, like definitely. just a little yeah, bit from all over yeah it's, yeah it's very strange but i love that shot we're hearing those great ahs and and then the, the chorus ends and it says uh you want to be where everybody knows your name and you get the little do 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 do. Shall we? Yep. You wanna be where everybody knows your name. You wanna go where people know. We get a couple quit or a couple quick changes of the photos. We get another one where you can see Woody Harrelson's credit. Looks like a very young bartender, like literally like 18 years old <laughs> yeah so i i read apparently that it's supposed to be a bartender but apparently this is actually a butcher okay then that, that made sense that made sense yeah he's wearing the bar is the bar isn't high and they're not like serving anyone yeah he's just standing in a in a butcher shop and there's some strange photos in the background behind this little this young guy so i'm assuming that's his dad on the right with the with the scary looking guy um yeah. mustachioed yeah also has never told his son that he loves him totally so we see Woody Harrelson's character. Woody uh, Harrelson, of course, played Woody the bartender on the show after the original bartender died. I think in season three, right? His name was yeah. His name was Coach on the show. I forget. Yeah. I forget the actor's name. Forgive me. Uh, Nicholas Casalano. Um, Coach or was yes. Nicholas Ca- Calasanto. There you go. There you go. Um, very beloved Cheers character early on in the seasons, and they, I think they paid a tribute to him later on and the finale and all that stuff. But anyways, Woody Harrelson took his his spot on the show, and then it, it cuts again, and we see uh, Kelsey Grammer's credit. Yeah, let me go back just a little bit here. Okay. You want to go where people know people are all the same. Yep. Yep. I, I like the, I like the use of people there a lot. It's kind of, it's kind of cool. I like it. And as you said, we got Kelsey Grammer's credit famously known as Frazier. Frazier Crane. 
right? And was he he was not on the early seasons, right? He came on like or not sorry, not the first season, but maybe like two or three or something like that. Yeah, he came, he came yeah, a little bit got it. further into the run of the show. And he's a psychiatrist and he He hears the blues calling, toss salad and scrambled eggs. We'll get to those credits. Okay, okay. And then his wife ends up joining the show later on in the later years as well. Yeah. Lilith. Lilith. Was, I think she's she's in these credits that we're doing. Right. That's true. At the very end. I have to say, so this guy, so there's people standing around him, like it's two women at the bar, and he's he's sitting kind of like alone at the table, staring off into nothingness. And and I just have to say that that is me at any social gathering I've ever been to in my life. <laughs> So you relate to Kelsey Grammer the most is what you're saying. Yeah. That Not sense. Kelsey Grammer, this man in the shot here. But since we're talking about Kelsey Grammer, I think uh, the only thing we can do to pay him tribute is pull up the clip of him falling off the stage during that, <laughs> oh that Disney God, speech so he was giving. Good. I fucking love that clip so much. Through it's a small world, pretending I was a UN interpreter. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so mean, but if you haven't seen this clip of him giving this speech and just falls mid-sentence, uh, I'll post the clip on, as I said, creditscorepodcast.com. Go watch it. It's peak, it's peak internet. It, it's, yeah. just like, it's peak YouTube. It's so fucking good. It's awesome. It's so funny. Uh, God. And he almost like, I'm sure it hurt a lot, but it's almost like he's more embarrassed than in right, pain. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> uh, it's so good. Here's another fun fact I read was that apparently the first choice to play Frasier was, any guesses? Man, this would have been mid-80s. Some wisecracking dude. No, I, 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 don't, I can't think of everybody. John Lithgow. Okay. All right. That actually makes a lot of sense. But okay. like I said earlier, he turned it down because he wanted to focus on his movie career. Got it. And, and then he did Harry and the Hendersons, the movie. So it all makes sense. That's a great movie. <laughs> I know. What's but you know what? Kelsey Grammer was the beast. Isn't that the character's name in X-Men? Yes. But that wasn't <laughs> until fucking like the, the year 2000. What a weird casting choice. Right? That's so weird. <laughs> so weird. So weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we go a little bit yeah. further? Wow. Beautiful piano. Okay. Yeah. I decided to just let it all play out there, Gary. So let's yeah. I can run you through it. So the reason it's kind of like, I mean, the the music sounds all the same, but it's a little janky in the visuals because they had to squeeze in so many side characters in this late season. So you get BB Newworth, right? Mm-hmm. That was uh, Kelsey Grammer's wife, Lilith. Mm-hmm. So it's a shot of some sophisticated looking woman with a, a pearl necklace on. And she's sitting, looking at the camera as there's some couples dancing behind her. It's a, It's a kind of a weird shot. Doesn't really make sense to me the perspective, to be honest. But it's quick. It, it, it literally shows for like a second. Yeah. And there's really not much to say about it. It's just that they they squeeze the credit in for her. This is season ten. And then after her, you get George Wentz credit, which um, early on in the seasons they they really latched onto for a couple seconds. But it's a very quick shot here as well. 
And it's one of my favorite shots because the George Went picture, I feel, most closely resembles the George Went character on the show. Am I wrong? You mean, you mean the, the picture they chose most closely represents the character as opposed to all the other characters? Correct. Correct. It looks, it looks like it could be a young George Went. Sure. Or Chris Farley. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. But like, it really looks like it could be him if he was alive in the 1920s or 30s. Yeah. And he's standing there with uh, three other people, two women in uh, red and purple hats, and one man in, is kind of like, I don't know what they're doing there. So that, that's the thing. Okay. So the George Went character, who it's not really him, but it's some, he's a chubby guy. He's wearing like a, a fucking light powder blue uh, suit from like Dumb and Dumber. He has a little shot and it looks like he's handing. I actually looked on the internet to try to find out what that was happening here. He's handing something or he's receiving something from a dude, like a cigar maybe, or like uh, it, it's crack. It, it, it could be, it's very weird. But then also somebody wrote online that it's actually the woman's hand. I don't think so. I think it's the guy. Don't you? Yeah. It looks like they're handing something off, like some right. kind of drugs. Cause the guy's kind of looking, looking his way. So yeah, and it's very strange. And then the woman in the red skirt is just kind of drinking, having a good time. And it's hard to really tell where they're sitting, too. Like, why are they up compared to the guy? Yeah, the I don't know. I don't know. It's a strange shot. Anyways, that's where we see the Ann George Went uh, credit. And then my probably the thing that interested me the most was the, was the next shot of the, of the newspaper. Right, which it, George Went's credit kind of carries over into this shot briefly. Right, very briefly. It, it quickly transitions. And there's a man holding a newspaper that says, uh, we win. We win in giant letters, exclamation points. He's happy. All the people at the bar are happy holding up their their beers. Um, they're yes. excited. They, they yeah. won. So do you know what that paper credit is possibly? Well, I do. There's a lot of theories going around, but I think I found the official one, which was that this w- refers to the uh, the Boston Braves winning the 1948 National League Championship. Correct. Correct. Yeah. They won. They won the pennant in '48 because apparently people zoomed in and they they could see that like the under the headline right under it was that the Cardinals lost to the BU, but the BU was actually the Bucks, so that'd be the Pittsburgh Pirates. And it all made sense, like 1948, the Boston Braves won. It looked like a 1948 photo. There was a We Win headline. But there was a lot of like fake uh, reasons, like We Win had to do with Prohibition being over with, mm-hmm. somebody wrote. And another person wrote that We Win was actually like the headline that they used in Brooklyn or something for when the, when the Brooklyn Dodgers won. But then people were like, no, there's no fucking way they would use a shot of Brooklyn for a Boston bar. Yeah. Anyways, Boston Braves is what I found too. That's what the headline is. It's it sounds it sounds accurate. Yeah, it, it made sense. Uh, anyways, we see we, we see the we win, and then it cuts away. Or sorry, it switches one more time, and we see the final shot, which is the. This is the most iconic shot to me. Yes, I, I agree. I agree. This is the one that stands the, out of my memory the most. It's it's how the credits close. Did we say the end of the lyrics too? By the way, I, I don't know if we did or not. Uh, I don't know. Let's repeat them if we did. You want to be where you can see our troubles are all the same. You want to be where everybody knows your name, and that's it. So, and there's more. Ah. Uh. So yeah, go ahead and describe the shot, Max. This very last one. 
that okay, we see. Okay, so we've got a group of men all dressed a little bit older than the last, like in older times. Right, and they look young, like very young men too, like probably 20 to 25 at, at, at most. At yeah, most. The, one, the one kind of like on the far right looks like he's in like a military, a green military uniform of some sort. He looks a he actually looks a little bit like Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, yeah, he he definitely does. But the doubt the red scarf is interesting because he looks like he's like, I don't know, jacking off. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, he, look at his face. It looks like he's for it. Why is he closing his eyes? It's just a little strange. Uh, everybody's glad he came, Gary. <laughs> and one guy has his hat over his eyes, but you're right. Then you see the the smug looking Eddie Redmayne motherfucker. Every, well, everyone's drunk, clearly. Right. Right. They're all a little disheveled. Their hats are all kind of like askew. Yeah, they're all cockeyed. Yep. And then it zooms in on that like famous like the the guy and like the he's got like kind of like big ears and he's got this weird like eyebrow raise with his hat tilted and a bow he's tie. Like, he's like Alfred E. Newman, but smug. Yeah. Right and drunk, smug and drunk. Yeah, and we get the creator credits. Yep, created by Glenn Charles and Les Charles and James Burroughs. So it's the Charles brothers. And uh, they're like TV royalty, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Like, and all of them. Yeah, and James Burroughs has like directed every sitcom of all time at some point. He, at, he, least, I, at least on NBC. I read that he directed fifty pilots, or more than fifty pilots, which is insane. But he directed like every Cheers episode except for like thirty, and there were two hundred seventy-five Cheers episodes. Wow. That's insane. That's crazy. And the, and the Charles brothers, along with creating uh, Cheers, they created Taxi. And they were writers. Oh, one of my favorites. Yeah, and they were writers on Mash. Did, did you really like Taxi? To be honest, we were talking about like shows that my dad was like, "You got to watch these shows." Taxi was got one it. of them. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I, I used to watch Taxi a lot as a kid. Just tapes and tapes of Taxi. I loved it. They fucking created Taxi before they created Charles or Cheers. Oh, Charles. oh crazy! And so yeah. they also were obviously they they had written I guess the episode where Frasier was introduced. So they're credited with creating Frasier Crane. So they probably got a bunch of Frasier money too. Yep. Even yep. even though they didn't create that show. These guys are living the dream, living the dream. So there you go. They're all still living? Yes, everyone's still alive. They're all like in their 60s and 70s, I I think. So that's it, Gary. We made it through uh, the opening credits to Cheers. Feels good. What's next? I always forget. Uh, Highlights and lowlights, Gary. We have to pick our very favorite moment of these credits and our least favorite moment of the credits. Right, right. Um, I will start with my highlight. Uh Uh-huh. It. It is, and there's a lot to choose from because I liked a lot of these credits, but visually, it's the John Ratzenberger guy. But then also, uh, as far as the sound goes, the ahs. That's great. I'd say my favorite moment is definitely that guy during Kelsey Grammer's credit because I can relate to him so much. The guy staring <laughs> off into space. <laughs> The one that makes you want to go to a bar and do exactly that. <laughs> yeah. Or just makes me want to go to a bar and be like, why did I come here? I would just want to leave. <laughs> Wish I was back in quarantine. <laughs> yeah. That's my, that's my favorite moment. What's, what's your low light? I think my low light is what's that one shot we were talking about that kind of feels like it's, it's, um, it didn't fit in a monopoly guy where yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I love the monopoly guy. I mean, let's put more monopoly guy in things, but other than that, like I just, it just didn't feel. It doesn't feel right to me. It doesn't feel. It doesn't fit the rest of the imagery. Got it. Got it. I would say that my low light is the very quick cut of uh, BB Newworth. It's just. It's just. It's just. It's so quick, and I don't understand it's, that photo. 
it seems like the woman because they got one that it kind of looks like her. It, it seems like she's almost it's almost like superimposed in a different shot. It's really weird. Yeah, I feel like they could have done a better job putting that in somewhere or spacing it out or something or just like flashing. I, I don't know. It just doesn't really fit right in these late. These are the late credits too. Right. Oh, by the way, quick shout out to Castle Bryant Johnson. That's the uh, the television computer artistry company that did these credits. By the way, the visual. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I found that later on. So shout out to Castle Bryant Johnson. There you go. That's what we're for. We're for these little fun facts. So you, you know somebody out there from Castle Bryant Johnson's listening like, thank you for once. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign up for their Patreon now. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Gary Portnoy gets all the fucking love. And here I am and doing the, doing the title sequences. Well, we're, we're, we're through that. We're on to our next segment, Gary, which is... Would these credits... Yes. Uh huh. Better with uh, a lion. Gary. Every damn time, man. <sighs> have you listened to the show? And do you know that there's a sound effect that I put in there? I have not listened to the show in months. Are we on the? Are we on the air? It's probably. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. We're not on the air. We're not broadcasting. <laughs> No, would the, would these credits be better with a lion, Max? I'm asking you. Not only would they be better with these with a lion, these credits desperately need a lion. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> maybe like maybe one that just like appears uh, on the screen and roars really loudly in your face to make sure you're awake for the second half of the credits. What you get a little you get a little bored at the end. Look, look, I love the song and stuff, but it is it's a little like. I it's, agree. It gets a little it makes dreary. Me, it makes me a little sleepy. It makes me feel like I've had a few and I'm ready to kind of like go. You know, what's kind of funny. I thought I had that same thought, like how this song is kind of like represents a drinking experience because it's like it starts out a little slow, a little chill, and then it crescendos and then it just kind of drags at the end. Kind of like us doing a podcast episode. <laughs> hey, <Hey-o. laughs> my idea was to put it at the very beginning, but instead of a horse and buggy, they're 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 uh, attached to a lion. Just for just to kind of throw it off a little bit, like be like, what the hell? Like what the hell? Kind of because like these photos are all all over the place, anyways. Yeah. So why not why not be attached to a lion? Yeah, and sure. A, a lion. It's, it's, it's like people on a carousel. You got all kinds right. of animals leading. Right. The, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you. you. I'm with you. I feel you, buddy. There you go. And what what else do we got? Do we have any other special segments? Yeah, this is uh, our our newer segment. Uh, did this theme song get stuck in uh, your wife Sarah or my girlfriend Skylar's heads uh, during this week while we were walking around, probably singing it to ourselves or whistling it? So I have been waiting for this for a few days because I have some stories to tell. So oh man, <laughs> oh man, we might lose another Patreon uh, subscriber. No, no, no. <laughs> so I've I've been singing it for the last five days, probably right. The the Cheers theme song. But then the other night, like, and and I've heard Sarah singing it. I wouldn't say it's been stuck in her head, but I've heard I've heard her kind of like humming it, singing it. I'm like, oh, okay. So then I went into like the bedroom the other day to like talk to her about the lyrics. Like, did you know that there's these crazy lyrics in the song, which we haven't even gotten to yet? And she was like, she was just like busy changing the ringtone on her phone, <laughs> <laughs> and she would and she wouldn't listen to me. So I was like a little kid trying to get attention. Like, hey, I want to talk about these Cheers credits and these lyrics. And she was like, I'm sorry, babe. I'm really having a hard time changing the ringtone on my phone. <laughs> So she just pushed me away, right? So then, what did she, what, what did she choose for her ringtone? Uh, uh, Let's Dance by David Bowie. 
Okay. I, and not, asked, not, the, not the Cheers theme. No, not the Cheers theme. So I asked her, like, why the fuck did you decide to change your ringtone after all these years? And she's like, I don't know. I just felt like doing it. So I'm like, all right. So anyways, that was that. <laughs> and then today, uh, I've been singing, and we'll get to it in a second. Instead of the Cheers theme song, I've been singing the Flaming Moe's theme song even more <laughs> than the Cheers one. Yeah, and, me too. <laughs> and I was, singing, <laughs> I was singing it nonstop today. Like, it was stuck in my head, and it was very bad. And then she had to begin, she was like doing something for work in the living room. And she was like really trying to concentrate. She had just gotten off a Zoom call and she was very stressed out. And I was just, I just kept being like, <laughs> and she was like, babe, I, I'm sorry, but can you please just stop? I really have to get some <laughs> Should we, real quick before I tell you my answer, should we play a little bit of that Flaming Moe's theme for people yeah. that don't know? Yeah, so obviously we- the Simpsons parried everything. Yeah, and one of the most classic Simpsons episodes is the Flaming Moe's episode. Yeah, it, it, Flaming Moe's. I'm, I'm a huge Simpsons buff. It came out in '91. It was like season three, so it was like probably the height of Cheers because it was it was in season like nine or ten, and it's the perfect parody song. It's perfect. Yeah, let's just listen to a little bit of it right now. Job and problems with the wife, but don't throw in the towel because there's a place right down the block where you can drink your misery away. It's so good, it's one of their best parodies because it, like, it's kind of what the cheer song wants to be saying. Yeah doesn't yes. say yes. and it just says it directly <laughs> it actually it actually says that if you're if you're on the verge of suicide you want to go to a bar yeah, go, yeah you want to go just drink and get drunk and forget about everything else <laughs> and 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 the visuals that the simpsons use uh for that song are like oh, it's just so fucking funny like guys it's like the still photos but of guys getting into a bar fight and like mr mrs Kerbopel with her with like a really racy outfit on it's it's so funny yeah, so we'll anyways, post those, those clips because it's it's worth watching if you haven't seen it. It's so good. So my answer is that it, I did hear Sarah singing Cheers. Uh, she didn't complain about it, but she complained about me singing Flaming Moe's. That's my that's my answer. So if you remember on our last episode, I recorded Skylar getting upset with me because we were right. I kept singing the the pop star dip 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 yeah dip yep. dip. This week was a completely different story. I was singing the song left and right. I was playing it all the time. Like should like go through these credits, and she was like, "Oh, this is so lovely." Right. She, that, I feel the same way about Sarah. She was yeah. She's it. like, I'm, yeah. I, yeah. She's like, I'm loving this. There's something about this song. Like it is just peaceful. Everyone loves it. I'm pretty sure it's it's the widest song of all time. That too. That too. Like just yep. just of all time. But it's it, it, it's, it's hard. To, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to dislike and. Um, it's hard to be upset listening to it. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's one more thing that we didn't touch on, but like all these these theme songs always have a full single, and the Cheers theme has like a full single by Gary Porter that has some very strange lyrics. Uh, Max, do you have that full song? Yeah, here you go. Through it's a small world, pretending I was a UN interpreter. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. That was cousin grammar falling off a stage again. <laughs> Okay, let's. Uh, oh, so good. <laughs> okay, you want to hear the second verse? Yeah, the, the strange lyrics of the second verse. Let 
coffee's dead. The morning's looking bright. And your shrink ran off to Europe and didn't even write. And your husband wants to be a girl. There you go. What? <laughs> How strange is that? It's so it takes weird. A, it takes a, it, it's about his shrink going to Europe, and, yeah. then his hus- and then his husband wants to be a girl, and right, then which is not age well. Who no, cares? And then and be glad there. And then it's like be glad there's one place in the world and like electric guitar whammy. It's just so strange, man. It's beyond strange. So so anyways. weird. So weird. That's, I'm glad we listened to that. I'm also glad we listened to Kelsey falling off the stage again. Yeah, me too. And Flaming Mo song. These are all just great stuff. Are you ready for some treats that I have for you, Gary? Yeah. Yes, I yeah. am. Yeah. Obviously, this is one of the most popular songs of all time, one of the most popular shows of all time. There's all sorts of covers, so I've got a few for you here. First okay. of all, Gary Portnoy himself recently uh, uploaded a YouTube video of him singing in quarantine this song. Yep. Oh, no kidding. That's nice. This is very recent. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Yes, that's that's what he's doing in quarantine. Yeah, I mean, that sounded very nice. We're all going a little crazy. I'm doing good. I feel like especially people in the industry are just like revisiting past and current projects because there's nothing else they can do. <laughs> right. Just, just Let's just reboot this and do some nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, well, I'll just play the Cheers theme song. It's a good for, idea. For YouTube. Okay, Gary, this next one I have for you is an acapella cover of... The song we've seen we've seen this guy before triforce films they're re- I lo- really i love really acapella. good acapella again we post all these clips on credit score podcast.com and in our notes um if you want to watch them yourself because they're all really good this this next one so I, I picked these a while ago and i can't sometimes i can't remember my notes but in my notes it says limp biscuit wannabes oh my lord <laughs> so can't uh, wait this, yeah this is something to look forward to <laughs> Dude, that, that is totally Limbista doing George Michael's faith, right? <laughs> Get the fuck up! Wow, that was that was scary. Where would you hear that in two thousand and one? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not it, not it, the it, movie, the year. It, at a, at a random house party in the basement, the band would be would do that. <laughs> <laughs> you remember when every every single band for a while had that like they had that nice little like verse, and then the guy would come yeah. in. And, it it was like really like melody, kind of like feeling good, building up, and then yeah, guy would come in and scream. Yeah, was, how do you how do you know you're a person like oh I can scream in a band and let me be the screaming guy? Hmm. 
have to have the Fred Durst gene, I guess. There's there's something there. You just know. You just know. You just know. It's just something yeah. you're born with. But only from the years 1999 to 2007, I think, could you have yeah. known that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're done. <laughs> and then you direct awful movies with John Travolta and Devin oh, Sawyer. Oh my god, the fan. Can't wait to can't wait to was do it, that. Was the fan or the fanatic? I'm sorry, the fanatic, the fanatic. Hey, everyone listening, we've talked about this before. It's probably one of the best worst movies I've ever seen. Go watch it. Okay, this next one I got for you is another cover that was recorded in quarantine. Everyone was on like different Zoom boxes and recorded it. Oh, there's a melodica. She sounds thrilled. Yeah, right? This song is just so welcoming. It's just like, it's, it's, even though that one girl didn't sound very thrilled, it was just like, it's just so welcoming. It's just, I want to pick up my guitar and sing it and just like, it just feels good. There's something, it's, it's weird. It's, it's so warm and like charming. It's like enchanting and pleasant, but depresses me at the same time. It's so weird. All right, Gary, those are all the treats I have for you. Now is the time of the podcast where we score these credits. Our podcast is called Credit Score. We score credits. Gary, how do we score credits? We score them on a scale of 1 to 10 key grips because we don't know what a key grip is. We don't know what key grips are, but I've started using grips as our uh, tier system on Patreon as well. Ooh, I like that. I like that. If you want to be a grip... You can be one on our Patreon. Again, it's patreon.com backslash credits score. Make yes. sure you get that S at the end of credits and uh, come join us and you can be a grip. Eventually we'll have like a dolly grip level and a key grip level and a uh, key grip will yeah. probably be the ultimate or like maybe like best grip. I'm working on it. Got it. We'll see. Max, I'm going to let, I'm going to say you go first this week because I think I've gone first the last couple of okay. times. So. so when, when we've got a really good song, I, always kind of say like we get it gets a five almost immediately so it's six, definitely six for me six for me if okay it, if it's a okay. if it's a perfect song like this it's a six. okay before this week i probably would have given it about a 6.5 mm-hmm. but after this week kind of like going through all those images and stuff i really enjoyed kind of what's going on in them and i've never really looked at them so uh intently and i right. really do enjoy a lot of the pictures i love the music i love that it's one guy I love those ahs. So I'm going to give the Cheers opening credits a 7.5. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Incredibly close to where I, where I landed. And I'm in the same boat as you. I, a, a song like this that is just legendary, iconic song for me is automatically a six. And then the rest of it, the, the actual visuals and the, the whatever, the, the way they use the credits and stuff is all builds up to 10. I kind of found it right in between of being where it could have been perfect and not so good. So I, I'm, I'm at an eight. I'm at an eight. Okay. So uh, Matt's scores a 7.5. Gary scores an eight. So the final credit score score for the Cheers opening credits is 7.75 key drips. Final score. There so- you go. Uh, here's something a little bit funny, by the way. You always do the score because you're better at math than I am. <laughs> right. So we have a scoring system on Bob's credits, Skylar and I. And when we got to that part and we were recording, we were both like, uh. 
<laughs> and she's like, wait a second, Gary usually does the math here. I was like, we're both bad at math. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so I had to break up my calculator to do the scoring on our first episode of Bob's credits. But for two for two people, you had to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. I love it. Anyways, so there you go. There's your there's your cheers uh opening credit score. That's that it. felt good. I loved it. It. Was- it did feel good. That was a good time. That was a yeah. good time. Fun times. Uh, cheers to you. So what are, what are we going to do next? We're going to do a movie next time. A movie. I'm working on a couple guests. Hopefully, Ooh, I'm not sure okay. if, that'll be our ne- if that'll be our next one or if you and I will be able to get together for one before that. But, you know, we'll keep you guys all posted. In the meantime, again, as I said, Patreon, uh, check out Bob's Credits everywhere on social media and start listening to Bob's Credits. Wait, uh, when are you, when are you releasing fun. the Bob's Credits? I'm assuming by the time people are listening to this, it should be there should be a few episodes up. If not, nice. shortly shortly after this one comes up, they'll be ready. But I'll be posting everywhere for people to know when they can listen to it. Love it. Other than that, Gary, where can people find you if they want to follow you? Uh, you can find me at uh, the Cheers Bar in Boston. I'm going there right now. It's or indoors. Any, any bar, really, <laughs> usually. Uh, no, you can find me at Dudak Attack on twitter and gc dudak on instagram and uh i'm on instagram i'm ruin underscore my underscore week and on twitter ruin my week if you want to follow the podcasts on instagram we're credit score podcasts and on twitter we're credit score hit me up with that with that with that with that email oh credit yeah gary loves email. podcast at gmail.com i would yeah. love to see it yeah love an email yeah. that'd be great yeah don't worry, folks. Gary cannot get into that email. So if you would like to write me and uh, tell me about your qualms about Gary, I'll, I'm happy to kind of hash it out with you. You know what? You know what I'm going to do something unprecedented here. I'm going to say if you want to email me only, gary.dudak at gmail.com. Hit me up. Write to me only. Let, let's let's badmouth Max. That sounds fun. Um, if you want to call Gary, his telephone number is. <laughs> no, 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 don't do that. If you want to text him, if you want, <laughs> if you want to uh, use his Amazon account, it is. <laughs> My password is uh, Max sucks ass. <laughs> uh, all right, buddy. Uh, let's let <laughs> let's let these poor people go. We'll get another one of these recorded for you all very, very, very soon. Yes, and thanks again to our to our loyal listeners uh, and people that are checking us out and spreading the good word. It means uh, so much. Leave us reviews too; that helps us a lot. I want to give a I want to give a uh, just a quick shout out to uh, an old buddy, Greg, too, who listens back in Illinois. He, oh, uh, Greg, we love you. He randomly knew our guest Kelly a couple weeks ago, which is just such a small world because those me knowing Greg and me knowing Kelly have nothing in common whatsoever. So that was kind of a cool thing. So shout out to Greg out there. Thanks, Greg. What should take us out? I haven't I haven't done this before, but should we should we take it out with Kelsey falling off the stage again? That sounds awesome. I would love to hear that one more time. <laughs> okay. All right. See you later, everybody. Kisses. It's a small world, pretending I was a UN interpreter. I I think I wow. That was really, really bad.